they show the first seven days. So in the first seven days, a podcast typically gets around 30 downloads. So 28 is the number, but I would say it's probably closer to 30. And that is like the midpoint. So the majority of them are getting that. So if you're getting over that, then you're doing absolutely fantastic in the first seven days of your show. Welcome to another episode of Listeners to Leads, where I'm helping podcasters launch and maintain a lead generating show. I'm your host, Alicia Galati, the CEO and head podcast strategist behind Galati Media, a full service podcast management company. On this show, you'll hear my guests and I discuss everything it takes to launch a successful podcast and keep it running. If you're ready to get leads, land speaking gigs, and create deeper connections with your audience through your podcast, then this is the show for you. Podcast stats can be one of the most confusing things, especially for new podcasters. If you are looking at your stats or trying to just determine what in the world do these downloads mean? Are people actually downloading my podcast? I don't understand. Then I'm going to explain all of that in this episode. We are going to talk about what podcast stats mean the different platforms that you can look at, the different stats you can look at based on the podcast listening apps, and then how to actually measure success for your podcast. So what does success look like for you, how to measure it, and we're going to get into all that juicy goodness. So before I get started, there is an article, we'll link it in the show notes by Pod News. It goes very, very in-depth about each of the platforms, like the different podcast listening apps, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, ones like that, where it shows you exactly how they measure success. And I've got like air quotes, bunny ears over here going on, because if you read it, you'll see that like Apple Podcast charts doesn't exactly mean anything sometimes. And yeah, it's cool to say, oh, yay, I got on some Apple podcast charts. But typically, there's like equations behind it. And if you do really well in the beginning and then drop off, you can still show up on those charts. But if you don't do so great in the beginning, say you have a small audience and you grow that audience and then you get bigger and bigger and bigger, sometimes it doesn't really do anything different for you getting on a chart that way. There's a lot of different nuances and the article is really in-depth. Go to podnews.net. The article is called Understanding Podcast Statistics. Very good article. Podcast downloads is the exact same thing as if someone were to stream your podcast. So if I am on Spotify, Spotify is my podcast listening app of choice. I listen to my music on there. I listen to my podcasts on there. It's just where I like to listen. Also, I am an Androider for life. So you will not find me on Apple Podcast listening because I don't have an Apple phone or Apple products. So all of that aside, (laughs) downloads and streams are the same. So if I were to stream a podcast on Spotify, then it counts as a download. Now, why do they use the word downloads if they're called streams? Because back in the olden days when... You had to download music to your MP3 player or to your iPod in order to listen on the go. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Unless you are Gen Z or whichever one is after Gen Z, then you're like, what in the world are you talking about, Alicia? But if you're a millennial like me, you know, you know. (laughs) 
So back then, you had to download the podcast, and then you had to download it to your iPod or your MP3 player, and then you listen to it on the go. So that's why they still call them downloads. It pretty much means streams at this point. It's kind of like, this is what they've been calling it for years, so they just keep doing it. So looking at your downloads, one thing that I like to do, and right now I'm looking at the back end of my Buzzsprout account under my podcast, I can see that I've got information and each podcast host, so Buzzsprout is my host of choice, definitely check out Buzzsprout, love them, diehard Buzzsprout fan. You can find the link for that in the show notes. You will see if you're looking at the back end of your podcast host, typically they've got the overall downloads. So how many you have so far, you've got the last seven days, the last 30 days, the last 90 days, and then you maybe can go into each of the podcast listening apps, looking at what Apple Podcasts Connect is giving you for stats what Spotify is giving you for stats, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, etc. So you kind of just go from there and see what each of these platforms and portals are going to give you for their stats. I will tell you, if you are just looking at your platform-specific stats, so if I'm only looking at Apple Podcast stats or I'm only looking at Google Podcast stats, I'm not going to get a good overall view of my audience. I'm not going to get a good overall view of where they're listening from, my total downloads. You're going to have to go through your podcast host to find that information. So the podcast host, they are housing your podcast. Everything has to go through them. All right, so we're going to do a food analogy. Say you're at a party and everybody wants some of the chips, but the chips are in the chip bowl and you have to go to the chip bowl in order to get your chips. So that's what's happening. The big chip bowl is your podcast host. They've got all your information and all of the other platforms have to go to that bowl in order to get the downloads. (laughs) This is like the worst analogy ever. Work with me here, guys. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's what it's like where your podcast host houses the information. The other platforms come and pull it. And then every time someone downloads from that platform, information gets pulled and gets sent to your podcast host. That is why you want to look there. One thing that I love about Buzzsprout is that they give your location so you can see where your listeners are in the world. You can see where the majority of your listeners are. You can also look at which apps people are listening on. So for my podcast, we're not that many episodes in, but I can see that Web browser is the number one place. So people are listening on their computers, which that's pretty normal, especially in the summer, as well as for like newer podcasts, you're not going to find a lot of information in the beginning. Now, if I were to look at a client's podcast that's been out longer, or one of my other podcasts, my hobby podcast, then I would be able to see a lot more information there about the different listening apps. And I know that the top three podcast listening apps for my hobby podcast are Spotify, Stitcher, and then Apple Podcasts. And we have international listeners on that show. So there's people all over the world who listen to it. And I think it's important that people understand and podcasters understand, and you'll hear me say this a bajillion times, when you just share your Apple Podcast link, you are 
effectively pushing away around 70% of your potential listeners because only 30% of the world uses Apple phones or listens on Apple phones or has Apple products. So this is going to keep you from being able to reach these new audiences because then they have to go out of their way in order to find your information. Not fun. I don't like it. So don't do it. If you want to have an international podcast, you have to make sure that you're sharing more than just your Apple podcast link. The other stat that you'll see is your first seven, first 30, first 90 days of an episode. So this is going to show you the downloads that happen within the, a certain time frame. If you're looking for sponsors, they're going to want to know in the first 30 days, in the first 90 days, how many downloads does an episode get on average? This is going to help you find that information. So you're going to want to know that and be able to pull that information if you need to and if you want to get sponsors. Libsyn is one of the main podcast hosts. I personally do not like the back end of their website. It just doesn't look nice. It doesn't make sense. And the user experience is not that great. Personally, that's how I feel. But they are one of the leading experts and their team are very well read on exactly what's going on in the podcast world. And they are seen as an industry leader. And they have shown through their stats that their podcasts typically within the first 30 days, get 141 downloads. That's the majority of podcasts are going to get around that. So if you have that in the last 30 days for an episode, then you're doing fantastic. If you're not, there are definitely ways that you can increase those downloads. We had a podcast episode recently, episode one, 10 ways to strategically grow your podcast audience. That is going to help you if you just go back and listen to that. You'll be able to get some ideas on some strategies that you can use and some ways that you can grow your podcast audience organically without using ads or paid advertisement. Buzzsprout also releases their monthly stats. And so right now I am looking at the June 2021 stats. They show the first seven days. So in the first seven days, a podcast typically gets around 30 downloads. So 28 is the number, but I would say it's probably closer to 30. And that is like the midpoint. So the majority of them are getting that. So if you're getting over that, then you're doing absolutely fantastic in the first seven days of your show. They're also showing, and this has changed since a month or two ago, since I've looked at this, that Apple Podcast is actually the second highest in downloads and Spotify is the first. So Spotify being 30%, Apple Podcast being 27%, and then Google Podcast being next at less than 3%. Spotify and Apple Podcasts, the majority of the world is listening to podcasts on those two platforms. So that is kind of an overview of my explanation of what podcast stats mean, how to kind of understand them and look at them and to see exactly what you're trying to look for. Now, how to measure success. Since we are talking specifically on this podcast about getting leads from your podcast, that is how I would recommend you measure success. How are you taking your listeners from just listening to interacting with you to eventually becoming paid clients? Looking at your downloads, then looking at how many client calls you've got on where they said they found you on the podcast or they mentioned that they listened to your podcast. 
And then how many of those people became paying clients? That is how I would recommend that you measure success. Now, I have had clients where they will say, I want to do this with my podcast and I want to do this with my podcast. And I want to like they've got all these ideas of like things that they want to do to measure success with their podcast. They want to grow their podcast listeners. They want to get more people to subscribe to their email list and they want to get clients from it. I recommend that if you are doing a lot of it yourself, then have one point to measure success by. Don't have multiple ways. Don't direct people to multiple things. Focus on one point. Think of it like a funnel. So if you're in business, you understand what a funnel is. It is literally just your customer journey from them just finding you into becoming paying clients. So you've got this larger group at the top, smaller group at the bottom. The larger group finds your free content and then a smaller group buys your low ticket offers or whatever. And then a smaller group goes into your group coaching program. And then a smaller group goes into your one-on-one coaching. That's typically the way that the funnel looks. But if you are thinking about your podcast content, that's literally just that first step. That free content that you're giving your audience, that free thing that you are showing up for regularly, and then you take them to that next step. So if you are only having one offer after that, that's what I want you to do. I want you to promote that one offer. Don't jump steps because you're not going to get a lot of people buying in from, oh, I listened to your podcast, book a call, pay you. Typically, that's not how it's going to work. They're going to want to take that next step with you of, okay, so I downloaded your freebie or I bought that $27 thing. Great. And then take them on to the next one. Another way you could do this is if you have a membership. So something low ticket, very easy for people to say yes to. Maybe they can test it out for seven days as a podcast listener. You've got a coupon code, whatever. That's also a great strategy to use, and you can measure success that way, looking at the intake forms, making sure that you are asking them where they found you, if they listen to the podcast, if they would like to listen to the podcast, etc. That is how I recommend that you measure success. Now, if you are saying, Alicia, look, I don't know that I really want to take my listeners from passively listening to my one-on-one program, maybe I just want to grow my email list. That's great. Make sure that you have a way to track that you are growing your email list using your podcast. So maybe it's a link that you can trace or it's something like that where it's very easy to see that someone is coming from the podcast to your website and then into your funnel or into whatever thing that you would like to offer them or thing that you are trying to measure your success through. The problem with podcasting and the testing side of it is that. There's not a way to put that I know of yet to put pixels or like how you can track people who show up on your Facebook page. It's harder to find ways to trace people who are listening and then going on to the next step. There are some platforms that do that. Buzzsprout is not one of them because they believe very strongly in securing and keeping the identities of their listeners private. They want to be able to say that they are keeping their information private instead of sharing it so that other people can make money off of it. Totally understand it. Like I just said, we can find other ways to track these people, to get them on the phone with us, to interact with them. 
One strategy that I heard that I thought was really good is asking your listeners if they would either fill out a form real quick or if they would hop on a call with you. So if you are someone who people are like scrambling to get on the phone with, then this would be a really great strategy to use because they're more than likely going to say, yes, please, I want to get on the phone with you. And then you can just ask them what they like about the podcast, what they don't like, things they would like to see improve, maybe questions that they have, things that they're struggling with. This is going to help you get a better understanding about your audience, what they like, what they don't like about your show, things that they're struggling with so that you can talk about them on your show, etc. What I want you to take from this episode is now that we understand podcast stats, we've got an idea of what it is. I want you to really sit, take five minutes, sit and really decide how you want to measure success with your show. If you are by yourself doing your podcast, pick one thing, please, 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 please (laughs) just pick one. Decide on one thing that you want to use to track your podcast, implement a strategy so that it is very easy for you to track and then move on from there. If you have a production team or you have someone helping you, then I would say don't pick more than two. Three is pushing it. So just pick two (laughs) things that you would like to use your podcast to do. Now, these can't be combating ideas. So a combating goal and a way to measure success in your podcast would be if you say that you want to use your podcast to interview potential clients, and you want to grow your listenership. Those are going to be two different audiences. You're going to be working twice as hard to try to reach both of those goals when really if you just focus on one, and I would say focus on the one that's gonna make you money, so focus on getting those people who you're going to interview and then take that next step to potentially them being a client, that's going to get you money. So focus on the one that's gonna get you money (laughs) and then If you have time, if you have space, if you have capacity, add in that other one. All right, how can we get more listeners? How can we reach more people and then be able to use this to grow myself as a thought leader in my industry or something like that? Because you're looking at two very different audiences when you approach your podcast in that way. Just keep that in mind as you're kind of going through this. Send me a DM on Instagram. I'd love to know how you plan on measuring success in your podcast, what kind of strategies you are thinking about using. I'm more than happy to give any feedback that I have. I know that if you implement these things and you come up with a measure of success for you, you are going to be able to take your podcast so much further than if you try to do it all. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Listeners to Leads. If you found something in this episode valuable, I would really appreciate it if you shared it with a friend who you know would also get value from it. Want to send me a message? My favorite place to hang out is Instagram. You can find me at alicia.galati. Let me know what your favorite takeaway was from the episode. And don't forget, turning those listeners into leads is actually easy.